Hello, everybody, and welcome. My name is Caesar Valencia. And my name is Lucas Gadam. And this is Explain This, Senpai. Yes, you heard that right. This is the Explain This, Senpai, with the best hosts on the planet talking about what is probably the best show on Earth. Now, did I just give you a spicy take? To be quite honest, it's not like that spicy but it's a, it is a good show i mean i don't know if it's the the best show i guess if you break it down i guess if you break it down to like its components and we talk about like the editing and the writing and then if you compare it and then you grab okay anyways uh whew, getting a little sidetracked here i'm very sorry today we have some exciting stuff to talk to you about and it is not my tier list of shows instead we are getting into what is perhaps one of the most emotional episodes of Attack on Titan yet. Duke, lay it down for us. What is going on in this episode? I would love to do that for everyone. Uh, basically, in this episode, I know Seas did say it was emotional, but Aaron, carry, Aaron carries a rock and puts it in front of a hole. <laughs> and then he gets imprisoned. Okay. You can't listen. I just, I just did a whole thing. I just did a whole thing. It's like emotional, like one of the best shows in the world. <laughs> just here's the thing, y'all. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. As always, <laughs> Lucas is exactly right. That's the that's the issue here. Is he's exactly right, and I look like an. I look like an absolute ass now. <laughs> so maybe, maybe Lucas, if it's okay with you, maybe we break down the episode a little bit so we can we can see what lies beneath the rock, so to speak. <laughs> That's. I would love to peel back the layers of that rock. <laughs> yeah, you know what I've always said: uh, uh, rocks are nature's onions. So, anyways. Oh man, let's let's get into it. Let's go. The so the first thing that that uh that happens in this episode, um at least the the first couple of minutes of this episode, um they find Jean um in a pretty rough spot and then his uh his teammates Annie, Marco and Connie end up uh kind of coming to his rescue. Um and it's a pretty straightforward, a pretty straightforward intro, um, I think. That um, unless you saw something else, dude. No, it it was uh, pretty good to me. Like the there was some tension. We didn't know what was going to happen with Jean, mm. uh, but Marco and Annie and Connie come in and kind of save the day. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely true. I mean, they really do. Because um, y'all, when I mean he's in a tough spot, I mean he's in a tough spot. Uh, but thankfully, uh, we don't have any more deaths yet in these first three minutes at least of our you know um our initial training squad but from this point forward 
for the rest of the first half, it is non-stop emotion. I really don't think it will matter how many times I watch this show. Episodes like this one make me an emotional baby boy. And please understand that when I when I say I was weeping, and and you know by weeping I mean blubbering, I absolutely mean it. Because I, I come on, how can you not when you have lines like this delivered with just this impeccable soundtrack direction, right? So so you have Section Commander Ian, and he screams. Defend him to the last man if that's what it comes to. Aaron must reach the gate. I don't want a single Titan anywhere near him. Oh, that's my Ian, baby. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. our Ian. Oh, and then and then Team Mitabi draws away the Titans on foot, and Armin it, it, it just yells. He exclaims, says they're insane. Setting foot down there is suicide. And again, our boy Ian says, yeah, I know. Let's move out. And he does the same thing. Oh, okay. Then, oh, y'all, I hope you're ready for this one. The soul-crushing lines. This is, this is Aaron. We're born free. All of us free. Fight to live. Risk it all for even a glimmer of real freedom. It doesn't matter how cruel the world or how unjust. Fight. Fight as the music just crescendos. And Lucas, when Armin screams, go, as Aaron is slamming that rock down, and he just screams in response, I just lose it, dude. Oh. Yeah, because it's just it's just this release of emotions and like this yeah. like final victory over this hopelessness, and finally yeah. we get something. They give us a little little taste of victory. Oh, oh, I love that. Oh, I love how you put that. That's it. Oh, that's exactly it. Oh, that's exactly it. And oh, okay, okay, as if okay, and as if that's not enough. Okay, as if that's not enough. To clinch it all, we have the beautiful, perfect Rico in tears, gasping out, Comrades, your sacrifices weren't in vain. We have made history. The day belongs to humanity. It's It's beautiful. But here's the thing, right? This display of brilliance in heightening the emotion of the show into a climax is just one, just one of the many, many, many brilliant maneuvers uh, and reasons, right, that the show is so good. There's so many television shows and pieces of media that rely too much on specific tropes and especially emotionality. But in this one, the, uh, how how often is it that it brings us to this fever pitch? It's usually the subtle undertones in the music or a line or 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 brilliant animation or you know and and this is just pure like pure episode and arc climax. 
and it's just so damn good, baby. Oh, it's so good. I don't know. I, it's just, I, I, how how are you, Duke? Like, having gone through this now, like, as many times as we have, like, how how are you dealing with it? Like, were you okay? <laughs> yeah, honestly, I'm feeling, like, so heavy because of all of the loss that we saw, but also so elated that this actually worked because we had the episode where Aaron took a swing at Mikasa and we're like, is this going to work? And Armin had to come in and be a hero yeah. and we didn't know if the Titans were going to get to him, which that would have been a whole other issue. And I just feel this like Rico, like kind of embodies like the listener, like, cause we're not Titans, right? We're people. We're just weak people. Yeah. And I love how she like gives or they give us a voice. Rico gives us a voice. Oh, put it on a t-shirt y'all. Let's make some money. Oh yeah. Oh, you know what else? You know what else could make us some money, Duke? What? I mean, do you do you hear it? You you've got to hear it, right? I think I hear it. I think I hear it. Oh, it's almost here. Music time with your voices. Oh, it just I don't uh, Lucas, I mean uh, TM, 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 right? I mean, we TM music time. We we just get a, probably a billion dollars, would you say? Maybe two billion? Yeah, maybe two billion. <laughs> so, I, it, listen, y'all, it came out of nowhere. But if you want to, if we're going to go into an episode that draws on pure, raw human emotion, you better believe we're going to do a music time. So, strap in, folks, because I'm going to tell you right now, this music time is going to make you, it's going to make your butt fall off because it is so intense. And you might be asking, how do those two things correlate? Well, that's why I told you to strap in. Strap your butt in. And I'm sorry for using harsh language. So in the first half of the, uh, of, the, of this episode, we have the return of EMA, which, which uh, as Lucas said, and guessed correctly, during, uh, I think it was last episode or the one before that, EMA stands for Aaron, Mikasa, and Armin. And in this episode, we have the return of it, specifically during the scene when soldiers are witnessing Aaron move the boulder and as they spring into action to help him. This song is unbelievable in and of its own, but the focus this time is on the song that begins playing when Aaron recollects on the purpose of his mission and on the mission of humanity as soldiers give up their lives one after the other. The song, Call Your Name, begins playing. And y'all, everybody, this is the moment that I told you to prepare yourselves for because right now, we're going to play some of that for you to listen to. I lost my dreams in this disaster. I'm crying, busy by lover. I don't have that power. Oh, my side forever. Oh, where is my lover? 
So this is one of those rare songs that contain lyrics. And as such, we have the ultra-talented MPI and vocals, who we have heard before, and they are in a duet with the artist named C-A-S-G, which stands for, and I had to look this up a few times, but C-A-S-G does indeed stand for Caramel Apple Sound Gadget. So, CASG is the solo project of musician uh, Teromi Takahashi, uh, who is, as you guessed it, another pocket pick of the maestro Kiroyuki Sawano. Uh, this dude just has these people on retainer, just calls them up and says, Yo, dog, I need another slapper. And they say, Got you. Now, this song mirrors the mood and atmosphere of the episode's first half. It is intense, it is emotionally draining, impactful, downfallen, but yet it is still hopeful. And I think that last kind of descriptor of it is what makes it so hauntingly beautiful. And this is what I want to do. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to read out the lyrics in their entirety. And I, this is not something that I plan on doing often, but this time, with these lyrics, I want you all to feel them. Because, to be quite honest, that's what this song deserves. So, starting from the top. She lost her brother a month ago, his picture on the wall. And it reminds me, when she brings me coffee, her smile. I wish I could be with her until my last day. She said she gave all her love to me. We dreamt a new life, some place to be at peace. But things changed. Suddenly, I lost my dreams in this disaster. I'm crying, missing my lover. I don't have the power on my side forever. Oh, where is my lover? And I got no power. I'm standing alone. No way calling out your name i said i gave all my love to you we dreamt a new house some place to be at peace but things changed suddenly i lost my dreams in this disaster we don't know what is wrong tonight everybody's got no place to hide no one's left and there's no one to go on all i know is my life is gone i'm crying missing my lover I don't have the power on my side forever. Oh, where is my lover? And I got no power. I'm standing alone. No way. Calling out your name. So, yeah. Uh, I, I think the lyrics here kind of speak for themselves. Um, it's just, I don't know. I think it's just the perspective of the song and the lyrics. It's um, it's that idea of hope kind of in the midst of all this death and chaos. It's, 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 I don't know. It's just rough. So, yeah. Uh, you know, while the first half is essentially just kind of a raw, you know, pulsing nerve, um, the second half actually kind of begins to push the narrative forward. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a big deep breath. <gasps> we're going to 
let that lyric, you know, kind of just sink in a little bit, but we're going to be okay. And Lucas, you're going to you're going to you're going to gently just caress us and guide us as you as, as you tell us your takeaways from this from this second half. Well, we have Levi coming in and saving the day, which is great because uh, we always love seeing Levi, our survey core hero. <clears throat> and we also have a startling statistic. Even though this mission was supposed to be like relatively safe and not engaging in the Titans, there were still yeah. 207 dead or missing and 897 wounded. It's 897? Yeah. So overall, over a thousand peep casualties from this small engagement. Holy shit. And it took uh, the whole rest of the day to get the Titans like taken care of by cannon fire and some of the survey corps. Right, right, right. But oh, then man. those are just the stats, right? Right. Because 206 of those dead, we care, well, we care about, about you know, a, a lot of them, but that the 207th that's where it hit home and mm. that's when Jean finds Marco oh yeah do we have to talk about this we do okay fine we'll talk about it you already started might as well let's finish it yeah, so Jean walks up around and finds uh, half of Marco, and oh. he just can't believe it. He was like, no, he was too good. There's no way. There's absolutely no way this could happen. And yeah. it's it's a powerful scene because it had been a couple days, and it really shows yeah. like just the way they drew Marco, like with the teeth, and I'm I don't want to get too in detail, but... It, you could feel the weight of those two days and the yeah. gathering and naming of the bodies and how kind of callous the um, survey person was who was uh, they appeared to be in some kind of medical gear um, trying to name and dispose of the bodies. Uh, and they seem so callous like because this is their job, right? They come in and clean up after such horrendous carnage. Yeah, with that, you know, it's so interesting that you mentioned um, that, um, you know, that uh, medical or survey uh, person. I assume they were medical because they, you know, looked like they're in medical gear, but it, they could just be, um, you know, just like a, a, a random survey person. And, you know, that scene, that that specific part always bothered me because they were so, it just seemed they were like they were so heartless during that. But after watching it so many times, you know, because the first two times of watching this this episode in this show, you know, I was always on Jean's side where I was like, dude, like, relax. Give Jean, like, a minute or two. Like, back off, you know? But as I'm thinking about it now, I have to imagine this person has probably seen so many. They have to have seen multiple instances of this. There's no way, right? Right. Because Jean, uh, and Jean's a kid, right? Like, this is how Jean's going to react. He's going to react with emotion, but this person has either, you know, seen this scene multiple times, or they 
they know what they have to do to make it through and be okay emotionally. Because if you don't and you just kind of go through and just do this thing, you don't I, I, you don't come out unscathed, right? Like there's no way. Right. Oh, and you know, and, and practically speaking too, right? So 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 think about the loss that occurring during the first half of the episode that you mentioned, right? The two seventeen, what was it, two ninety seven that you said as well? Wounded? Eight hundred and ninety seven. Eight ninety seven, okay. So not only that, so here's the thing. They lost two out of three of the elite soldiers belonging to the Rose Garrison squad. Yeah. And that's not including the entirety of the elite squads themselves, sans Rico. So that right there specifically is almost assuredly a devastating blow for the future of humanity. They got a win, which they needed. They needed that win on multiple levels. They needed that win. Like there, there's the, the physical level. There's the, like the the psychological level. There's you know there's so many levels they needed that win. But f- for the future, losing those squads. I mean, look at what they did. Look at what they made happen. They they literally carved the way for this win to happen. But they're gone. Yeah. So now what? Right? It's. It's just rough. It's just rough. Non-stop. I don't know. So, okay. We have this. The aftermath is gory. Okay. And then what? Episode ends? <laughs> I wish. No. Uh, just, we also have an extremely emotional scene with Annie, who up until this point oh, yeah. had been a completely cold and shut off person. But she has this moment of just apologizing to the surroundings it was like such an intense short but emotional scene and it was Mm -hmm. and it was interesting to see reiner like kind of like get her up and moving again but it was crazy to see all that much emotion from annie yeah I, i mean that was probably what the first time that we've ever seen annie show this kind of um just like raw emotion right like i can't can you think of any other time? I, I, I'm racking my brain and, like, I she's always just been, you know, neutral. Yeah, and aloof, just, like, kind of yeah. doing her own thing. But this is when, when, when the camera pans to her, she's broken. Like, she's broken while she looks at the, at the carnage and devastation around her. It's such an interesting scene. It's so interesting. Yeah. Okay, so then what? Then end end episode. Good job. Nope. Right. We wake up with Aaron imprisoned, okay. and uh, he's going. He's being questioned by Commander Erwin, and which is not going to get confusing at all with Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> there's Aaron. There's Erwin, and then there's Armin. Armin. Yeah. <laughs> they like their mints. Yeah, get ready, folks. <laughs> Strap in. Uh- this show likes its ends. Um, it really does. But, and yeah, and Sergeant Levi is questioning him on kind of everything. Like getting, like kind of doing a nice little culmination of all the information we've gleaned so far. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a very, 
it's a very interesting scene. I'll say this, but um, and 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 I want to dig in there, and I will here in a moment, um, uh, because uh, there's something that kind of ties into that scene, and um, and you know, uh, the the one last thing that I will note uh, is that uh, I find the title of this particular episode to be extremely intriguing. Oh yes, the, the the title of the episode is primal desires which is first of all phenomenal episode title uh but lucas i i want to know what is your take on this title it's just two words primal desires but uh, what, what, what what do you what what do you get from it what do you glean from it my take on this is has to do entirely with aaron and this desire to be like the freest mm. person in the world, like his primal desire, his motivating mm. everything is to be free. And to him, that means kill Titans. Like his primal desire is what you would think is to be the freest person in the world, as he says. But instead, the way I take it is, is his primal desire is to kill Titans. And that's his idea of freedom, per se. Because as he so clearly says, he wants to kill them all. Yeah, it's a yeah. I that specific line. Um, it's so it's so good that you bring that up. I, so, but but I I I love what you uh what you your take on this because I, truly, um, you know, just as in literature, right, like. There's no one answer to, you know, such, you know, a question like this. It could be a million different things and they could all be right. They could all be wrong. One of them could be right. Three of them could be wrong. Four of them could be right. Like it isn't like it's there's no right or wrong here. Now, uh, nevertheless, uh, you know, I when I was thinking about this title, because it really stuck out to me, um, I I feel like it refers to one of two things here. The first being the primal desire of humans to exist. So Ooh, that's good. Hear me out. Hear me out. When Aaron is carrying the boulder, right? He screams, fight, 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 as the soldiers all around him are slaughtered to protect him, right? The primal desire here is humanity's desire for freedom and their desire to fight for their freedom and fight for what they believe in, right? So think about the Revolutionary War. They fought and they died for their freedom. That That's that's the first thing in the evidence I could find. Now, contrarywise, this could also refer to the second half when Aaron says, as you said, I want to become a member of the Scouts, this is a quote, and slaughter every Titan that crosses my path. Because if you go back and listen to this line very carefully, you will notice that they layer quite a few audio effects onto the one single line. They do, uh, they, uh, from what it sounds like, they certainly distort it uh, to a certain degree. Um, they, uh, but what they also do is, I believe, it is either the voice actor's line. Uh, they maybe they, they probably recorded it several times and then place those on top of each other and compress them or it could just be multiple people saying the line and then they took those and compressed it but what ends up happening is it makes it sound bestial 
it makes it sound primal, right? So the primal desire could be of Aaron's desire of carnage and violence. Because if you think about it, right, after all, our human responses to imminent danger are fight or flight. It is a binary. There's no in between. So either we flee or we attack. We go aggressive to try to save our lives. It is truly a primal instinct that we have. And th that's, I mean, because for me, I was just thinking otherwise, what would the purpose of all of that audio be, right? As we've learned in the show, there's always a purpose. There's a purpose for everything. So if that's the case, then, you know, that's the only thing that I could have imagined for the way that they warped that line. They've never done that before, ever, with a single character in a single line. It's always just been a clean take, but this was like, if y'all, if you don't remember this line, I urge you to go back and listen to it. It's kind of unsettling, to be quite honest. Uh, but, I mean, that's that's just kind of what I had on... Um, on, on the title alone uh did we did we miss anything here Duke what what's your um uh what's your uh do you have any uh, any flavor notes here for me do you have any what's the what's the mouthfeel honestly I think you nailed it um obviously I had my own take on it but yours was so complete and just tasty um I <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't help but um enjoy it um, but yeah, no, I don't have anything else to add. Uh, we do have a, like a little bit here at the end of the episode where Levi is offering to take responsibility for Aaron, which is mm, interesting yeah. because we have plenty of scenes of him, of him being disgusted by Titans. Cause he, when he got like the blood on him and stuff, he's just very oh, like yeah. icky with Titans. Like he's kind of like a germaphobe <laughs> around them. And so yeah. it's interesting that he's willing to take Aaron under his wing in what capacity don't know yet, but we will find out and find out we will, because thus ends the entire arc for the battle of trust district. So after this, we're going to get a completely new, uh, arc or, you know, maybe not an arc. Maybe they just go episode by episode, but regardless we wanted to thank you all for listening to Explain This Senpai. But before we go, as always, I want to thank Vantage for the use of our theme song, Can't What You Have Now, off of the album J-Funk City, Vantage's edit collection. You can find details in the description below. Y'all, go listen to it. I'm Listen, I'm going to give you a spiel every single time. And if you haven't listened to it, I'm still talking to you. Stop what you're doing. Put it on in the background. Actually, no. Give it all your full attention and listen to it and enjoy your favorite song for the rest of your life. I just wanted to shout out uh, my wife this week because uh, she has been so supportive of the podcast since the launch. And she is Aww. stoked on it and has been providing like ideas and help. And it's nice to just have Aww. someone be so supportive uh, with trying out a new thing. So shout out to her because I know she's going to be listening to this episode. So I might get some extra kisses now. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, did it get hot in here or is it just me? <sighs> Woo. All right. 
y'all listen put out you know like listen y'all just you know put out your you know put out your energy your prayers for some of them extra kisses for our boy duke oh this man deserves them uh with that uh duke what have you been getting into this week what have you what have you been feeling so technically speaking the open beta for new world which is a new mmo coming out by amazon was like two weeks ago or a week ago Mm. but i've been nonstop binging all the youtube content about the mmo because i'm getting so excited and hyped for the launch of it on september 28th and i don't know i'm just like i've been itching to get into an mmo as i mentioned previously i tried final fantasy 14 but there's just something about that like new mmo shine and uh i just want to give it a go because it's like oh i get to be there on day one not everyone's going to be fully leveled and geared and ahead of me and i kind of understand the basics of the mmo it's not as complicated as final fantasy 14 so i'm really stoked to give it a try and it has some runescape vibes so i loved runescape i played that a ton in junior high and so there's a ton of like skills like in runescape so i'm definitely going to be fishing um come lunch what about you, Caesar? What have you been uh, interacting with this week? Oh, uh, Lucas, you are the only person in the world with the balls to just say out loud to a group, a an audience of people, and say, "I played a ton of RuneScape in middle school." <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking badass, dude. That's so. I wish I had your confidence. Let me tell you. <laughs> oh. God, I love it. Um, I have been getting into chess, believe it or not. Um, I I have learned Grapinski's pinch. I have learned uh, Vorbinski's uh, taint. I have learned a bunch of new moves in chess, and uh, I have been unbelievably stoked um, to kind of get back into it. Uh, I've been trying to get... Uh, to get Duke to play with me, but you know he's busy. I've played a little oh, bit with you. Well, well, well. It's mm, mm. so. Um, I tried to get it C's underscore, and it was taken. Which is like, huh? Like, did I, did I take that username and not realize it? So, I mean, yeah. If if any of y'all want to play me, please. I uh, I love chess. Uh, I'm very okay at it. I'm not good, and I'm not great, and none of the above terms. Uh, I'm just very okay. Uh, but my thing on there is Caesar underscore Valencia. So if you want to get at me on uh, either Lightchess or Chess.com, either way, let's let's play. I'm, I'm down. I'm down. I'm down. I'm down. Let's Where play. can we find you on social media? Well, yeah, it's. I mean, it's not great that I don't have you know the same SEO for everything, but regardless. Exactly. You can find me uh, on Twitter and Instagram at it's C's underscore I T S C E E Z. Uh, what about you, Duke? You can find me at my first and last name at both Instagram and Twitter, which is Lucas Gadam on Twitter and Instagram. So, yeah, that's very simple, very easy. Lucas Gadam, L U C A S G A D D A M. Come hit me up. Talk to me about New World. Talk to me about Attack on Titan. Talk to me about whatever, honestly. Hmm. Wow. That's so inviting. Can I talk to you on that? Yeah, of course. I welcome it. 
My DMs are open, and so are my tweets. Oh, well, not like that kind of, listen, y'all, he's taking me as a wife. So not like those kind of DMs, but like, you know, like the other other ones. The, the friendly, and, the friend anyways, DMs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of friendly DMs, um, where can they send us a friendly DM? And by that, I mean an email. <laughs> yes, please. We definitely want your emails. Please, please, please send them in. We have uh, our email is at explain this senpai. So the title of podcast at, g- at gmail.com. So once again, that's explain this senpai at gmail.com. We want your questions. We want your comments. We want your concerns. We want all of it in there about Attack on Titan and, you know, whatever else you're feeling that day. Yeah, and y'all, we try to make this show as accessible as possible to as many individuals as, as possible because, A, we think that is unbelievably, incredibly important and one of the most important things in the world. Uh, and so one thing that I come hat in hand to ask you, I mean, pretty much every week, uh, but it's if you could please, please do me a favor. Uh, do us a favor here, truly. Um, if you could just rate and review us um, on whatever your favorite uh, uh, podcast app uh, could be, whether it's iTunes or whatever it's called now, uh, podcast app or whatever. But if you could just go on there, I mean, I was a person who never really did it because I just said, oh, yeah, whatever. But I, I realized after a while how truly vital it is um, for people who do this kind of a thing. Um and there really is no impact like it. There is nothing else equivalent to it within this medium. And so that's why I just ask you every week um, to please, if you could, just go on there. It'll take, you know, a minute of your time, if that, to go on there. You're already listening to the show anyways. Um, that would be uh, – I, words can't express um, what that would what that would mean. Um, if every single one of you who hasn't yet uh, would go on there. And if you have already, uh, I am and we are so unbelievably thankful and grateful for you um, for having done that. Um, I read them all the time and they just bring me a lot of joy. Uh, but listen, that's that's enough of that for today, because at this point in time, uh, that's going to do it for us today. Be sure to join us for another episode of Explain This Senpai. But until then, class is dismissed. But um, ch-